Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. It's a thir- Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. Yep. Friday it's a, Junior. It's a Woo! Friday Junior kind of early afternoon. We've got a cool guest on our Zoom. I don't know about this Zoom thing. We, we killed some of the cameras, so I don't know. Last time we did this, we had a billion cameras all over the place and we were experimenting with stuff. I think <laughs> I think today we'll just kind of keep it low-key. Plus, I look really goofy right right now so the less cameras that are on me the better it's amazing every time we do a zoom like this where we're recording with cameras it's always the days that i'm literally here in like a t-shirt i say this all the time but it's just true last is night is that why I, you're purposely putting your hand up in front of the camera yes I'm like i am right i am now, not like, I camera ready last night i showed up here i had my hair done i had my makeup done and we were recording in person but we were recording with someone who was choosing to remain anonymous so we obviously can't video that and i'm like damn, I look good today. And we're not videoing it. And here we are today. And I've got my mom bun and my baggy t-shirt and I just came out of treatment. But whatever, it's fine. It's real. It's fine. What's the difference between a mom bun and every other bun? There isn't one. Oh, it's okay. just it's it's just a thing. I, I don't know. I think it's like, um, you know, us old frumpy moms, no offense moms, that like don't have time in the morning. We just end up throwing our hair up into some weird bun on the top of our head. So, but then, but a, but a man bun to me looks like there's a lot of effort that goes into that. I don't know. You've got a little man bun going right. on. Right, there's Did a you lot of effort? effort that goes into that. It's not like you just throw it into this thing. Just, you know, I don't know. No, mine just got thrown up on the top of my head so that it wouldn't get wet in the shower. And this is how I came to work. Is this how, is this how it happens with the uh, armpits? Is this what you guys do? Massage so we therapists? do. Well, hey, everyone. It's Amanda. We have Montana on our phone and we're talking to her from New York. And um, her and I have been talking via email since, I don't know, probably late November, early December. Like it's been a while in the making. And she reached out and said, you know, have you ever, if you guys ever talked about what's the difference between being registered and being licensed? And have you ever talked about the differences um, being licensed in different states? And, you know, we have. We've sort of touched on that in different episodes. I want to know. I'll tell you why, because I want to move to Florida. I want to move to Florida. Yes, we want to go. I want to be a massage therapist in a sleepy little beach town. I want to be a massage therapist in New Smyrna Beach. And I want to have my place right on the beach. And I want to to go do some treatment. And then I want to take my lunch break. I want to come home. I want to jump in the ocean and then then go back to work and then do the same thing. Well, then this is perfect for you because Montana is going to tell tell us what it's like. She has been a therapist in both Florida and New York State. Dun, dun, dun. And uh, she also said that she's got some interesting stories of inappropriate clients. So this episode can go in many different directions because it's just three therapists talking about therapy things. But yeah, we will start out as we always do and have Montana introduce herself and tell everybody listening a little bit about you, how you got into this career, how long you've been doing it, and um how you ended up practicing in both Florida and New York, because those states aren't even anywhere close to each other. <laughs> She's the massage well, thank you for having snowbird. me. Um, to make a long story long, I had a cousin who went to school for massage therapy. So every single time that she would come to grandma's house for the holidays, she would force me and my brother to give her massages. Um, she would show us what she wanted us to do and then make us do it back for her. So growing up, I just kind of would pilfer techniques from different people like the nail salon and my clients and friends working on me and kind of made my own thing. And then I would use that at parties, uh, even though I know that's highly inappropriate to do. (laughs) 
massaging people. You weren't you weren't licensed yet, right? So it's I was not. It's fine. So. You were you were just a kid being a kid. I'm not gonna lie. On top of that, what is the what is the benefit of inviting the massage therapist to the party if the, <laughs> if it doesn't at some point turn into let's start touching everybody and do it? Because I remember being being at uh, at the time he was. I just finished massage school and I got really really friendly with one of the instructors. And we used to hang out all the time after when, when, once I finished grad. Well, we actually hung out during massage school, but I probably shouldn't say that. Anyway, Trey, so we'd hang out a lot after massage school. And I remember being at his cottage and we're hammered. We're stoned out of our tree. We were there with his girlfriend, my girlfriend at the time. And we're just like, let's just get the massage tables out. And we, it, was, it, was a, it was a drunken stoned massage fest at the cottage, <laughs> right? Because, <laughs> again, what would be the benefit of having a massage therapist around if it doesn't turn into this at some point? Yeah. So again, you weren't licensed Montana, so you did nothing wrong. <laughs> I didn't know yet. Yeah. So I went to regular college. I told my parents, like, I think I want to be a massage therapist, maybe a chiropractor. And, uh, you know, my parents were like, oh, I don't know if you'll like that. And you can really hurt people. And I was like, well, that's the point of going to school for it, to learn how to like not <laughs> to learn how to not like, hurt people. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have to go to real college first. So I did an associates in business and I was like, I still want to be a massage therapist. And I was working at a pizzeria at the time. So wait, 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 can, wait, wait, can I slow you down for a second? When you're doing your, when you're doing your associates degree, are you hating it the whole time? Because really you just wanted to do massage and you're, 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 you're doing your associate's degree just to appeal to other people and you're like fuck i just can't wait till i finish this two years or whatever it is and and get to massage school or are you really liking what you're learning i mean i liked i definitely liked what i learned especially because i got to know about marketing and sales uh which is very important that's why i chose business was because everything that i'm going to go into in my life is a business right i might as well get the little um information on everything but i'll tell you i did cry all my way through accounting and I had to take two accounting classes and I just cried the whole time. So when I graduated, you know, people make their uh, caps and they put stuff on the top of them. Mine was a thousand tears later. So like if you've ever watched SpongeBob, um, <laughs> it's like a SpongeBob old. reference. I'm too old for SpongeBob, but when you say crying, are we talking like Kim Kardashian ugly face cry? <laughs> Because she's got yeah. the, she got the ugliest fucking cry face. I have a really ugly cry face. Well, let's so run zoom. Let's sympathize. see it. Let's see it. Just look at the camera. Are you telling I, me to look? At, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I, I would let's have to it. actually cry. Do it. Look, I want to see Montana's cry face. Uh, I. No one's doing cry. Can make me cry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, remembering yeah, accounting will make you cry. We're still in the introduction. Let's not make her cry so okay, early. Yeah, yeah. Let's hold off on the tears then. <laughs> Maybe at some point we will cry, and we then we might you not be see. able to recover if we keep going at the tears. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's funny. So, I mean, you didn't you didn't like business school, but it did it did end up being beneficial, right? Because we've talked about on the podcast multiple, multiple times that the training that massage therapists get when it comes to business is really not adequate. If you're actually going to start an organization, if you're going to run your own clinic, you really need to have some sort of... Do you think it needs to be better in massage school? I mean, you were going to massage school to learn freaking massage. You're not necessarily going to massage school well, to ex- learn the business. Exactly. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't necessarily need to be. But the fact is that most people, when they come out who want to start a business, realize unless they've taken some other business, training they're like i don't fucking know what i'm doing i know how to be a massage therapist and i assume it would be like that for everything it's not like you go to med school and they have this whole big business program on how to conduct yourself how to become like whatever specialty you are in market and like it's not the way you don't go to like learn to be an electrician and they have this whole business placed into it do they not i don't know have you ever gone to learn to be an electrician (laughs) 
I'm pretty sure they don't. <laughs> More than sure they don't. Well, anyway, for you, Montana, this was a, this was a stepping stone because if you cried the whole way through, you knew that after this you were going to do something else, right? I was working at a pizzeria and I would have the phone up to my head for 11 hours a day just answering phone calls and my boss would be making pizzas. So that repetitive movement for both of us really killed our shoulders and our back. And we would just trade massage. And he was like, you know, you're really good at this. Like, why don't you do this? And I was like, oh, well, you know, I wanted to, but my parents kind of convinced me out of it. And Do you know why? Do you know why your parents convinced, even when you were saying they wanted me to go to real college? So obviously yes. they didn't think this is a real career. Because, why were they because pushing before, you out of it? before I knew anything about massage therapy too, I probably would have said the exact same thing. I'm like, go to a fucking real school and get a real fucking job. <laughs> I Honestly, I would have, I probably would have said that way back when, when I was first yeah. starting, when I first went to university, which is what, 1990, like I had no idea anything about massage therapy. I mean, what the fuck's that? Yeah. Well, what what was your exposure to massage other than you having a cousin that was in massage school? Did you have like, did your parents go for therapy? Did they have any idea what it was? No, not really. Uh, just my cousin went to school for it and her forcing me to do it. And it, I just, I really fell in love with watching the people I was working on at the parties, like how their head would drop and their eyes would close and everybody would look at them and be like, ah, look at them. And they're like, dude, it feels so good. Like, <laughs> so I just fell in love with that feeling of like helping somebody or making somebody feel better. Nice. But I think my mom is really big on get a job that has the benefits that you can you know, retire with because you can't really do that in this profession. I get it. I get it. I get it from a mom standpoint. Yeah, you just want to see your little baby be successful. I don't know why I said it like that. Why are you staring at me? Because I don't know why you said it like that. No, I'm know. kidding. Because that's, that's how I imagined my mother would talk to me. Just want you with, to be successful. With, with loving her. With loving her. her yes. Her, her voice. How long between uh, finishing your associates and uh, going to massage school was there? How how quickly did you end up in massage school? A few months. I graduated college in. May 2016. Yes. And then I was telling my boss, like, you know, I think I'm going to take a year off and I'll just relax. I'll save some money working here. And he was like, why would you do that? You can literally go to massage school and be a massage therapist by next year. Like in the time that you take off to relax, you can be a therapist. Did we, sorry, did we actually figure out where were you living at this time? Where, which state did you study in? New York. Okay. So it's pretty good for me because New York is a thousand hour program as where the rest of the states are probably like 700 right. and below. Right. So if I take the MBLEX, that's a test that is kind of universal for, mm -hmm. well, it's like national for all the states. They use that, but um, I didn't take it. I should, I should, but you know too far in between for study time so but it's not necessary if you're in new york though right because you have your own licensing is new york's got their own licensing correct yeah new york has their own state test that you have to take right, right, so right. if anybody like from florida it's 500 hours yeah uh and if you come up from florida you would have to go back to school and then take the new york state test in order to be licensed in the state of new york gotcha gotcha okay so sorry i cut you off i just was trying to figure out where you went to school so you your boss told you why the hell would you take time off, go to school? So did you, you listened? Yep. And there was actually a program that started in June, but growing up, school always starts in September. So I was like, Ooh, school doesn't start in the summer. I'm not going in the <laughs> summer. Like, I'm going in September. That's when school starts. So I did the September program and I finished in April of 2017. And then they only have the New York state twice a year, actually the test. 
So I had to wait until I think August to take it. So mm. four months I had to wait to take the test, which was really nerve wracking because that's so much time in between schooling and right. a test that you're like, oh, I don't remember anything. Now I have to study all this material. And then you have to wait an additional two months to get the results back. So so basically from the time you finish school until you would get to practice would be six months. Yeah, that's that's a lot. I mean, that's what that's what everyone's dealing with right now because of COVID. But that's a lot because people who finished school so long ago and they had to you wait for what, their though? OSCE. All, and- all of all of us Ontario RMTs, we've been babied because back in the day. The, the licensing exam was only offered twice a year. Yep. It was the same concepts, right? Where the 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 legislation, the the Massage Therapy Act states that the college only needs to offer it twice a year. And that's back when they used to only offer it twice a year. Mm-hmm. And therefore, you'd have massive numbers of people doing their exam all at one time. And therefore, you'd have to wait forever to figure out your results. Yeah. It's not until recently, when I say recently, maybe within the past, I don't know, 10 years or so. Yeah, because it wasn't they, like that for me. Exactly, that they started offering it all year round. So it's it worked mm-hmm. out really well for... You know, a lot of these community colleges, these private schools that have this rolling enrollment and they start at all weird times. That starts in June. And therefore, <laughs> exactly, they start at all weird times and therefore they finish at all weird times versus when we used to only have two exams, they used to do it like, you know, once in spring and once in fall kind of thing or something along those lines. But yeah, everyone else that's like kicking up in a storm, like, oh, you know, I can't do my exam and I graduate and I got to wait three months. I'm like, fuck, what are you, are you kidding me? Like back when we had to do it, sometimes you'd have to wait eight back months. Back in my or, day. Man, <laughs> well, actually, what's interesting about New York allow you to work underneath somebody else's license. Mm. So I was able to go to work maybe a month after graduating, but I could only work on the premises while the other therapist was there. Right. Okay. So I like worked underneath somebody else's license before I got my own. Right, right, um, right. So I think that that was really nice because I was immediately able to start working. But well, and it keeps your wrong, it keeps your mind going though too. Like you said, you have you have to wait four months to do your licensing exam. At least being out in practice, you're getting the real life experience, and you're not just you know so, back at the pizzeria. <laughs> so what's the what's the time frame of that? How long are you allowed to practice under someone else's license while you're waiting to do your exam? I don't quote me on this, but I think a year. Okay. Um, either until the time that you take the test and pass it, or a year. You can work under somebody else's license. That's interesting. The person who you're working under, like, do they have to be approved by the state? Can any licensed therapist do this? Are there therapists who say, like, no way I want somebody working under me? Are they liable for you? Like, I, I have would, so many questions. I would imagine that they're liable for yes. you. I would imagine that they have to be also licensed by the state. And that's the only way in which this would fly. Yeah. So did you know this therapist or did you just go find somebody? So I'm at the spot that I'm at now. and three licenses uh three licensed therapists took me under their their wing to let me massage but you just fill out some paperwork and of course pay the state and then they just approve it so it's really easy but of course it's like another way for them to make their money okay yeah i was it has to benefit them somehow otherwise why the hell would they do that when you're working under someone else is the rate the same as when you're fully licensed on your own or is it a reduced rate for that treatment um or is it whatever i guess it depends like spas uh, when the spa takes you on, they give you kind of a introduction rate, like your starting rate of what we can do for you, especially f- first coming out of school. Right. Um, so it's a little bit lower than what anybody else would be making here that has been working here for five years. Gotcha. I got paid a good ish rate, you know, but of course, spas, they have so much overhead that it's really hard to actually pay the therapist like a, a large portion right, right, right. of it. So uh, it's 
definitely not like 50-50 or 60-40. <laughs> but you obviously like the spa because now licensed, you're still there. Yeah. Yeah. I've been a therapist for three and a half years now. So, but I actually, when I moved down to Florida, I went to the same spa, just different location, obviously, because they're a franchise business. So yeah, let's talk about that. How do you end up going to Florida? So my mom retired and I just had it with New York winters. And I was like, mom, like... She really is a snowbird. You weren't kidding. Right, she's a massager <laughs> of a snowbird. I don't blame her. <laughs> I nice. want your life. <laughs> well, I had uh, gone to a yoga teacher training in Aruba for a month. And then I went to Ecuador for a month. <laughs> You're like, I'm fucking done with snow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when I was coming back, I was like, you know, mom, I'm, I'm going to be doing a lot of yoga and a lot of stuff and I'm going to do some ayahuasca in Ecuador and I don't know how that's going to go. So to integrate me back into society and into America, maybe I should come stay with you in Florida for a little while just to get acclimated, you know? So that way, instead of like a two month vacation, it was a three month vacation. And she was like, oh yeah, you could get a job while you're down here. And I was like, who would hire me for a month? And uh, she was like, well, yeah, six months, maybe a year. I was like, oh, skip out on like New York winter completely. Mm. I could get down with that. So yeah, I ended this is up interesting. moving there yeah. for a year. Uh, so doing the paperwork was very annoying. Uh, there's a lot that you have to do. And it, each state varies. But for Florida, you have to get a background check. I forget what else. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah. But there's stuff that you have to do. And uh, oh, you had to do like a 10-hour training and submit that to the state and do all this, all these things before the, you can get approved. And yeah, that was that was annoying and $450 later, but I finally moved down to Florida and massaged at the same place. So it's kind of like, you know, there's Massage Envy, Hand in Stone, there's Elements Massage. I work at Elements Massage. Mm -hmm. I personally think it's better than the other two because Massage Envy doesn't really give you any breaks in between your clients. So you have five back-to-backs for the day without like 15 minutes at all. And I just can't get down with that. I need a little bit of a break to sit down and breathe. Elements is kind of that, you know, they're more lenient with the breaks and they don't try and upsell you on too much. So it's not like I have to try and get my clients to do upgrades and um, really sign them into this wellness program. You know, it's kind of like they come in, they get that and they go, there's no facials or stretching or anything that goes along with it or trying to get you to do stones. It's like, here's the that we have if you want to add them to your session. Mm -hmm. So that's why when I went down to Florida, I picked the same location. And then you came back to New York. Do you think why, that you why, might why? <laughs> do you think you might end up back in Florida at some point? Is your mom still in Florida? <laughs> like why why leave Florida? Unless like or unless you're like I'll I'll take the snow over the hurricanes. <laughs> was was that it? Well uh I think a lot of it was that I was living with my mom and it was kind of like, come stay with me. I'll give you a year and see if you like it here. And I personally didn't like it to get my own place. Uh, and it's also really easier to go back to what you're comfortable with. Mm -hmm. So coming back up to New York is where like all my friends, my family are. And I mean, I don't like the winter, but I, you know, I love Florida and it's really nice because it's warm all the time. But every single time you open the door, especially in the winter, for me, I would open the door like, okay, get ready for the cold air to hit you. And the cold air never hits you. It's just <laughs> like, <laughs> it never hits you. It's just hot and humid all the time. I, I guess if that's what you lived in all the time, maybe, maybe that would be, I don't know. Like I can't, I, I don't see anything bad about it. Honestly, like we live in Toronto and I... I don't think I was meant to be in a cold climate. I've, I was born and raised Canadian and 
I don't think I've ever enjoyed a Canadian winter ever, like ever. Maybe it's because we don't ski or snowboard or anything. Like I don't like it. You did when you were a child. Yeah. And now that you're an adult and you're like, I don't want to fucking do this. Like, no, I'm, I, I don't want to play in the snow. No, because really, that's the only thing the <laughs> snow is good for is to play in it. You're a kid, you're gonna play in it. And you're an adult, you're gonna ski in it. It looks right? pretty, and it's kind of nice, like yeah. around Christmas. Like, if it only snowed, like you know, the two weeks surrounding like Christmas and New Year's, I'd be fine. Like, just <laughs> just that. Like, just give me some snow then, and the rest of the year, let's you know, let's do Florida weather where I can open the door and the cold air never hits me because here the cold air always fucking always hits me. Hits, yeah. Always. Well, I think me. I had a really bad experience down in Florida, so I do acro yoga. I don't know if you have ever heard of yep. that, but it's partnered yoga. Yeah. So I was at one of those um, groups meeting. I mean, doing acro and I was practicing my handstands uh, at this park and we're in the grass and I put my hands down on the, you know, I step, I go to put my hands down on the ground and kick up. And I guess I stepped on a mound of fire ants. <laughs> <laughs> they attacked my feet as my feet came together and dispersed and started attacking. So I came down, turned to run them off my feet and I snapped my ankle. Oh. And I did that in July and I don't know how. If you know how hot it is in the summer in Florida, but yep. going on crutches to get anywhere outside, it was just, I was really bad time. Yeah, that would be uncomfortable. Yeah, that, oh, fire ants and then, and then your ankle. Oh my God. Can I ask you a question? Can I want to bring you back a little bit? The ayahuasca. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about is this a, was this a one-time thing? Was this a couple times, several times? Was this with a, was this a whole retreat with a bunch of people? I want to. I want to know about it, and I want to know how you felt during it. I want to know how much you threw up. I want to know what it did for you, all that. And what were you hoping it? What were you hoping it was going to do for you? And did it deliver that experience? Okay. So I had actually gone down to Ecuador with a coworker of mine that worked in this location, um, but I only got to do the ayahuasca once because of the fact that I had to leave the trip early. Uh, to make a long story short this time, my coworker pronounced his love for me when we got there. He was the only person that I could talk to in English. So oh, it was very no. uncomfortable for me. And why? 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 I, uh, <laughs> so it was really uncomfortable. I tried to make it through the whole trip, but... You gotta, uh, so wait, wait, we gotta in... slow this down. We gotta slow this down. We gotta slow this down. <laughs> okay, first off, first off, how long have you been working with this person before you guys made the made the arrangements for this trip together? Um, Almost two years. Did you have any idea that that, that this dude is, is into you? No. Uh, you know, he's a very friendly guy and he tells everybody he loves them. You know, he's like, oh, this is my friend. I love, you know, like right, it was right, just, right. he was always very friendly. And I, I mean, my coworker likes to tell me I'm naive all the time. Yeah. Um, so sure. But I really like, I didn't think anything of it. Okay. So now, now you get there. It is, it, it, this is like a profession of, of love is like, as soon as you get there kind of thing. Three days into the trip. Holy crap. Why do this? And I'm, <laughs> That's what I mean. Gonna, why? I'm why gonna, then? I'm going to, I'm going to give you, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a reverse story on this. Just, just a, just a quick one, because I know someone that the reverse happened to, they were, they were together and they were having a rough time and uh, they were all booked to go on this trip with a bunch of people. Like there's a whole group of people that were going on this trip and they were all couples. And my buddy's like to his girlfriend at the time, I don't want to go on this trip. You can go if you want to, but we are not in a good place. 
I do not want to go on this trip unless this trip is going to be something like we're going to use this to try to work on things and make things better. And she's like, okay, no problem. I shit you not, as soon as they land and he dragged their bags to their hotel and one of the rooms that they had, this room that they had, and I've stayed at this place, this resort, and they had this spiral staircase that goes up to the second floor where their bedrooms are, right? Because the lower level is the living space. After he drags their her bags and his bags up their steps she's like um we have to talk and then she broke up with him boom like two hours oh after God. they landed why? why and he was exactly so this is the complete reverse where the but anyway the awkward moments why do people do what they do especially when you're away i don't fucking get it but i want to hear the story i want to hear the story i mean it was a 41 day trip it was a 41 day trip that we had planned um and there were supposed to be other people that were coming but they canceled last minute so and and it ended up just being him. But I really didn't think anything of it because he takes Americans back to Ecuador to give them tours and stuff, their country. Right. I was like, cool, you know, like I love, I mean, ayahuasca, I'm in. So, um, <laughs> you know, it, it ended up being cut short because he tried to crawl into bed with me and I said no. And he, it ended up getting really physical. He ended up hitting me. Whoa. And I was like, I got to get out of here. I got to zoom. You know, nothing, uh, nothing happened aside from him hitting me, but that was still like, yeah. And that's not nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, ayahuasca <laughs> yes 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 so the trip it wasn't what i was expecting it was going to be because i did a lot of research about it beforehand mm-hmm. and i thought it was going to be this whole like past life thing and i was gonna i don't know like i have no idea what i was expecting but what i got it was interesting i definitely had a memory that i like there's really only one thing that i remember from it and that's like this one memory of i had met a friend that i had when i was younger that was was not the best to me and I saw her on the road walking down the street one day and I was like, maybe 30, you know, like in the future. And I'm like, I'm doing great. I'm freaking fantastic. Like mm-hmm. I have such a great life, you know, and then her head started to explode like the, um, like the airhead commercial, you know, those airhead commercials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like that kind of started happening because like it switched and it, it was like this shattered image of like, everything wasn't fine. And I was still mad at her for being so mean to me. Mm. So I was screaming at her like, why would you do that to me? Why would you treat me like that? I can't believe you. Why? And then her head started to explode. And then phew, I, the image was gone and I woke up and I was like, Oh my God, I'm in the jungle in Ecuador. And like, the, Oh, this is what I'm leaving out. This little fairy came. Cause I was like, why would you do that? Why would you do that? So this little fairy was like, because it brought you here. And then I opened my eyes and I'm in the jungle in Ecuador and I'm like, Oh, I'm fucked up. <laughs> so trippy. Like I was talking to a dude, he was taking one of our courses and he goes down to Central America and South America all the time. And he does this all the time. And the last time he was like, I had such a great, like eye-opening spiritual experience, but I was so sick. You don't understand, Mark. You have no idea what it's like to shit for 36 hours straight. And I was like, I don't want right. to know what that's like. I don't like. know what that's like. He's <laughs> he's like, I was so fucking sick, but it was like one of the best, you know, mind experiences I've ever had. And I'm like, you are crazy. I would never 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 you won't even float i don't expect you to do ayahuasca exactly <laughs> but it, it fascinates me people that decide yeah this is something this is something that i want to that i want to give a go i'm fascinated by people that do it would you ever do it well, again I'm glad Montana? That fascinated by me <laughs> uh, oh hell yeah <laughs> hell yeah i because when i had called my friend and i was like shit went bad like i don't know what to do she was like obviously come home you know like i'll book you a ticket and i was like but like 
I'm supposed to go to the jungle to do more ayahuasca though. And she was like, <laughs> are you kidding me? Like, I'll take you on an ayahuasca trip if you want to do ayahuasca again. Yeah. I mean, in your case, obviously you had to leave. It was beyond just an awkward situation. Like, you know, something gets physical like that. You obviously had to leave. Yeah, but sure. I mean, it's it's cool that you still got the experience. Yeah. And by the sounds of it, you're going to do it again at some point in your life. And you're so young. So you've got lots more points in your life where you can do that. I think we're just too old to even consider that. I don't want to shit for yeah. 36 hours straight. I don't. I really don't. <laughs> I don't know if you'll shit for 36 hours. So I had the, I had anticipated that I would probably throw up mm -hmm. for sure. Um, but that did, I did end up, you know, the other end, but it was like a quick thing. It, five minutes and then I was done. Yeah. So. Interesting. <laughs> why are you still, why, why are you still I'm just, I'm just thinking about like, so I, I, I feel like I have had like GI issues my entire life. I feel like if somebody was going to do something like that and then end up like shitting for 36 hours straight, it would be me. <laughs> so I don't think I could ever do this. You know, maybe I, 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 I'm going to find out what this guy told me because this is what I remember him saying. Maybe he didn't say that. Like, this is, this is what I remember him saying. He traumatized you. <laughs> that sounds very traumatic. I don't want to be any part of that. Um, but I'm glad you had a good experience. <laughs> Um, yeah. So the other part of why you emailed me, like I said, back in November, December, I don't even remember when it was, is I guess you were listening to some episodes where we were talking about, um, you know, inappropriate clients. And I think, you know, that story you just told with the inappropriateness of your coworker can kind of be a good segue for some of the stuff in your so very short career of only like three and a half years being a therapist, some of the things you've encountered that and and, and how you handled them. Because I think a lot of people who listen to these segments like to hear when these things do happen, how the therapist handled it, and maybe now with hindsight, how you would have handled it differently. I didn't really ever have horrible experiences here in New York. I had one client who had kind of tested my boundaries every time that I worked on him. Like he would start with his legs here, and then the next time I worked on him, they would just kind of keep opening up until his legs are just like <laughs> off the table and it's just like wide open. Uh, and then he had asked me to massage his groin one time and I was I was like very new I was probably like five months into working I don't even know if I had gotten my license fully yet and I was just like uh, I don't know what to say to that so I just kind of did not and was like working on his quads and then I gave him a not so great massage one day because I was just really tired and I didn't care because he was testing my boundaries and he just never came back to me so that was that was nice that's the only experience I've ever had in well actually there's one more time I had in New York was I had a client come in and he was like I'm gonna get completely naked today and I was like Okay. Like if you feel comfortable doing that, you can totally do that. Like you can get, you know, under, you know, undress your comfort level. If your comfort level is to take everything off, that's fine. He was like, oh, I'm just kidding with you. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Weird joke. So I come dude. in and <laughs> yeah. So I come in, he's like, I took everything off. And I was like, okay, that's cool. He's like, no, nah, I'm kidding. I left my boxes on. It's like, all right. Like that's whatever you want to do. Like that's fine. That's a dude um, looking for you then, to say, yeah, take him off. Yeah. So I was working on his neck and he opened his eyes and looked up at me and he was like, so do you do like full body massage? And I was like, uh, and I'm like looking down at his face. So I'm like, my brain's in a panic mode. And I'm just like, um, well, we don't massage the eyeballs or inside of the ears. So <laughs> technically, I guess it's not considered a full body. <laughs> and I don't think he liked that response uh, at all. So I think he was trying to, you know, th there's a power dynamic that happens where 
you kind of feel a little weird with the therapist because they're the one who's closed there over on top of you. And like, you're, you're naked and vulnerable. So, you know, there's a weird power dynamic. So I don't know if he was trying to make me feel uncomfortable in that moment. He was trying to make you feel uncomfortable. He was fishing. He was trying to see what he could get away with. And you handled it in a way that Mark has actually given it suggested before, like, you know, if, if somebody says something stupid like that, you know, if you know they're fishing and they're looking for a specific response, then you respond with something equally stupid. Like Mark had suggested last night, you know, someone... It wasn't a suggestion, though. I it wanna, wasn't oh, a real it, suggestion. It, it was kind of a joke, it was, but... It, was, it, it would be how I would have responded, but I don't know if I would suggest that to somebody No, else. not for not for a female. But basically right. what he was saying is, you know, if somebody is asking for a happy ending, you know, saying something... What was it that you said? Yeah, uh, I, I charge by, by the I, inch I for the you, inch. it's so, free. So for you, it's free. <laughs> So obviously that's not a real suggestion, but I mean, you, you giving him sort of a smart ass response, like, yeah, I don't massage your eyeballs or inside your ears. So no, it's not full body that basically shut it down right there that yep. like, you know, what you're asking is ridiculous. So I'm going to respond to you in a ridiculous yeah, manner. I like that. I Make like him that. feel stupid. I, I kind of like that too. Yeah. So it worked out. That was the only time that I had her. Um, but when I got to Florida, are there weirdos in Florida? Is that what you're they telling hit the me? Fan. Cause it's hot all the time. It's hot all the time. So, so the these, weirdos, these guys are hot and yeah. bothered. The weirdos are in Florida versus New York. Yeah. So I was working on this guy one day. It was my first time working on him. And I had I'd started him face down. And I look at him and I'm like, is he trying to get comfortable or is he humping my table right now? Oh, he's dry humping the table. Like, he's, he, his, he was gyrating his hips. Yeah. So I was like, ah. I'm like, I need to convince myself out of this. Like he's just trying to get comfortable or something. <laughs> and I flip him over. And what do you know that he has pitched a tent, but the tent is like moving around. Okay. So he's keeps flopping, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, up and, and I know that that doesn't just like happen. No, you know, you kind of got to like make that happen. Yeah. Uh, so he did that for 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that is so weird. I would never want to do that for 45 like, minutes. Did he, did he open his eyes? Was he looking to see if you'd react to it? Like, did you say no. anything or did you just pretend to ignore the, the bounce? I just ignored <laughs> it. Um, because I was like, I don't know what to do in this situation at all. <laughs> I don't know. So I actually, I had come out of my session with when I was finished with him, um, when our session was over and one of my coworkers was like, you just worked on so-and-so. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, how was he? And she was like this, I can't, I can't believe this. Like I told the manager to take him off the schedule. I don't know why she keeps moving him. Around. Oh, this so this was something the same thing did. to me. Oh. Yeah. And see, that was the other thing we said. You you got to cut these people out. Somebody does something like that. my manager called me. I know. My manager called me afterwards and she was like, like so, you know, uh, so-and-so called me and said that your client was inappropriate on the table. It was uncomfortable for you. And I was like, I mean, yeah, like that shouldn't really be happening in massage studios. And she's like, well, he's like our top paying client. So do you just want me to tell him to stop being the client after this? Yes. And I was like, yes, I do. Yeah. As like a of fact. all of you listening can't see Montana's face. Like you guys can't see Montana's face right now, but like her eyes just went exactly the way that my eyes just went. Like, what are you even asking me as the owner of the clinic or the spa or whatever? Yes, absolutely. Your job is to keep Keep your therapist safe. Somebody acts like that. No, I don't. I don't need your money. I don't care if you're a top paying client. You're not coming here. That's absolutely inappropriate. Do you follow Her Joyce? Excuse for him was he didn't touch you, right? <gasps> Joyce? Stop it. Joyce, um, the sailing, the sailing massage, massage therapist. therapist. She's the founder of Respect Massage. Do you follow her? No. 
No, I've never heard of her. After the episode, I will um, link you to her. She's, I think she's also originally from New York, isn't she? I think so, yeah. 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 So you might want to follow her. She okay. is uh, fighting the good fight for massage therapy and, you know, really focused on stopping this kind of thing. You know, massage therapy is a, a professional career and we are not to be solicited and you are not to request these types of things and behave like this with your massage therapist. So. And she also does a, like a whole bunch of like uh, information pieces on how to spot like when when a client might be presenting with like mm-hmm. red flags, like with things you should really look for or communication that they try to have with you either via email or text or, or in the room. And these are like, can you decipher the code of touch my dick? And then therefore how should you respond appropriately to make this type of thing not happen anymore right yeah yeah i'll definitely have to follow her because i yeah there's been some instances like after that i could not believe my manager because she was like well he didn't touch you like he didn't reach out to grab you or anything so it's harmless and i was like not if he's doing this with every single female client and he only wants to see female clients like a week after i moved down to florida multiple locations down there that aren't um real uh, licensed establishments got busted for sex trafficking. All these places just got busted for stuff like this. Like we shouldn't have a client coming in here who's doing that to female therapists and just keep moving him around because he's the top paying client. And on top of that though, like not even giving you warning, not even like, fine, let's already recognize that. Yes, this person shouldn't be in this place at all and should not be allowed to book appointments. But then for whoever's booking these appointments to know kind of what this person's up to and not even tell you like, hey, just so you know, this guy is always trying to, you know, get someone to touch him inappropriately. The language that he uses is is not the greatest thing in the world. We know what we know what his intent is when he's coming here. And our manager, for whatever reason, just wants to keep coming home, having him come in. But just to let you know, expect this type of thing when you see him at least that much as manager a manager or pimp because apparently the money was the most important thing here that's sort of infuriating to me as a therapist like I work on my own but if I was working in a place like that and you know the the money that this guy brings in Doesn't is matter. more important to the establishment than the therapist's safety because somebody who's who's doing that and is getting away with it because he's a good paying client, you think he's going to stop there? No. At what point do you kick him out? How far is he going to push the boundaries when he knows that, okay, I can do this for 45 minutes and nobody's going to say a damn thing. Money, nobody's going to kick me out. I don't understand people and their fucking money. Like, I don't get it. Like, I know this is this has nothing to do with massage therapy, but I know someone, She's a, she was a personal trainer and she was working at a high-end club. And one of the clients, one of her personal training clients, is a really old guy. He kind of looks like Santa. Really old guy. (laughs) Seriously. Because anyway, he's a really old dude, tons of dough. And he's like, um, they started sleeping with each other, obviously, because he's paying her. And I know this because she told me. And he put her on like a $10,000 retainer as a quote-unquote life coach, right? So he can just have her around and bang her all the time. And she's just going through this. And I, one day I sat her down. And I'm like, listen, you're fucking nuts. You, why are you doing this? Like, at some point, the money is not worth any of this shit. You're licking Santa's fucking balls just to have some fucking money in your pocket. Like, this is ridiculous to me. This is ridiculous. You need to fucking make better take, choices. Take a look in the mirror and just decide, like, who are you? And 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 this is not you. And if this is you, then fine. You know, but yeah, no money. Money makes people do crazy ass things, but I mean, any any therapists who are listening, absolutely. If 
if that's what's happening and you know your clinic or spa owner isn't doing anything about it because they're a good paying client and you're uncomfortable, get you know, the fuck out of there. You know what the funny part is to me though? So many people, when I go back to this, this example with this person that I know, so many of the other staff that knew what was going on and her friends were encouraging her. They're like, yeah, keep it going. The money train, blah, blah, blah. Because he's flying her like to Paris for dinner and blah, blah, blah. She's, and well, so she's living she, this life. If she wanted to do it, that's one thing. But I, I know who you're speaking about. And I know that she didn't want to do it. She wasn't happy doing I, it. I don't even know she was happy. I don't think she knew anything. I think she was just going with the flow and she got swallowed up by the idea of money. And then every fucking person around her was encouraging her. I was the only person that she said that like sat her down and like, this is a bad idea. Like you're not making, you're not making choices that you would normally make right now. And if you're, war- if you're morphing into a different person, then fine. But if deep down in your core, you're the same person I think you are, then you really need to reconsider this type of stuff. And it yeah. really kind of tripped me out how many people were just encouraging this same way it's tripping me out a little bit how you know working at the spa that the managers would be like yeah well he's the high paying customer you know volume he keeps coming in and he keeps tipping and blah 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 like it just he blows didn't my- touch you but at some point he would it blows my fucking mind of course because that's as far how far can i push it yeah. how far can i push yeah. it how far can i push it that's pretty awful well that manager was very corrupt um she lied about a lot of things and just you know, there was no contact with the boss at all. She kind of really made it like apparent. She would always do the contact and just do everything. But she had a boyfriend that lived probably 45 minutes south. Like she lived five minutes south of the location. And she would come up and tell the desk, like, hey, if my boyfriend calls, tell him I'm getting supplies. And then she would go meet somebody on Tinder and <laughs> do what she does. Gotcha. And then she would bring them back to the studio to hang out. But like none of us had boss's phone number. Mm. I don't know why we didn't have like she was it was just a weird yeah, situation. It's a weird, it's a weird setup, yeah. Um but she lied about like being there, things going better than they were supposed to. She would check out clients that had like pre sessions in their account when people didn't show up and they didn't get a credit card. Like she was doing some really bad things. Shady. And the boss had no idea because she was like covering her tracks yeah it's so weird because at the end of the day what do you do in those scenarios as 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 an employee at the spa as a therapist at the spa it's like do you do you ruffle the feathers and make a big stink about stuff do you bother do you even bother do you just like quit and be like this is this is i just don't want to be associated with this place i don't want to it depends be on what your values are as, you, a, as are a person are you a whistleblower like what do you okay so i'm asking you what would you do in that scenario well me personally i can't feel good about working for a place that's shady and corrupt so that's part of the quit? reason. Yes, that's part of the reason I left the gym that I was at. Do you whistleblow? Do you do you find a way to tell the boss like your fucking manager is a disaster, or do you just wash your hands of it? You're like I quit and I don't fucking care. Um, I don't, I don't know. See, in the situation that I was in, it was the owner of the company who was the corrupt one, so there was nowhere to go from there, right? You know, right. I just kind of had to wash my hands of it because I couldn't be around that. If it was, you know not the owner and it was somebody working under the owner and the owner, you know, was somebody that I respected and cared about their business. Yeah. I might, I might be a a bit of a whistleblower in that case, Mm. but um, yeah, I guess it depends on your values. If you're somebody that is just showing up to get a paycheck and what's going around on around you doesn't matter. You'd probably still continue to go in our case. I don't know how it is there in Florida. I don't know how it is for you in New York, but in our case here in Ontario, like integrity is a huge, huge thing. You know, we're regulated healthcare professionals. I couldn't, work at a place where there was corrupt shit going on because I mean I I just couldn't like it would it would affect me and my license to practice and I would not want to be 
part of anything that, you know, is possibly going to affect my livelihood. So mm. it, it wouldn't happen. When the owner finds out that the manager is a disaster, is the owner, is the owner shocked by this is is this news to the owner is the owner like mm, okay i kind of i knew that was kind of was this news for the that owner i mean i think so just because of how manipulative the manager had been about hiding and covering her tracks she right. would always blame it on the front desk like she knew their logins and would log into their system and then change stuff up gotcha. and then get them fired when it was her who was doing it so that she could like maintain in her position you know, so it was it was really bad. When I hear these kind of stories, it makes me think of like world's dumbest criminals. Like <laughs> at what point, yeah. like at what point do you like not think to yourself, like, I'm going to get caught. People know what a, that I'm doing this. You know, you there's don't care. You don't care. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Some people are just they're stupid hurts me. Like, how can you be <laughs> that dumb and <laughs> like get through life? I don't I don't understand. You, you just don't care because it's not like you're doing anything illegal. So it's not like it's not like there's any possibility of. Of, of like I'm getting arrested for anything. You're you're just you're you're. You know what I'm thinking. You're just a very right shitty now, right? employee, and you take advantage of the situation. No, no, no. You... And you just don't give a fuck. So I lose this job. Big fucking deal. I'm no, but you know what me. I'm thinking of right now, right? Uh, you're no. saying not doing anything illegal. I have a family member who did go to jail. Okay. Okay. Uh, lives in a different. <laughs> see, you know what I'm talking about. I have a family member who did go to jail. Um, she lives in a different province in world, and in a small, small place where like everybody knows everybody. Like, I'm not kidding you when I say everybody knows everybody. Like, we are we're here in Ontario. This family member is on the East Coast, and I was out at a bar here in Toronto one time, and just somebody happened to overhear like my name. And they're from the East Coast and like they knew my family there. Like that's like that's how small of a town this this uh, my family is from there. And uh, she was working with a fast food chain and she was a manager and she was supposed to be the one doing the bank deposits and she was pocketing money. And I'm not talking small amounts. Like I think at the like end of the day, grand. she stole like sixty, sixty-five thousand dollars from this fast food chain. So, of course, she ended up getting caught and um, had to serve time. Like. When I heard this story from like my other relatives, really I'm like, did you, like, yeah, did you think you were going to get away with that? <laughs> One, like you think nobody counts the money. And again, it wasn't like, oh, I stole $20. You stole fucking 60 grand and you work in a town that might not have 60,000 people. Like, what were you thinking? Like, honestly, the stupid, <laughs> the stupid hurts me. There's probably only like three people that work at that place. Yeah. <laughs> And she's the only one in charge of any she's kind of money. She's the one in charge of the money. Like, yeah. like who are you going to blame for the money going oh missing? My God, I, like, I love it. At some point, I wish I would have actually spoken. Obviously, I'm not close with this person. I At some point, I we wish I could have spoken to her to say, like, what were you thinking? Like, please tell me what your end game was here. <laughs> That's really funny, actually. Oh, my God. Anyway, um, aside from that one that your manager just kind of let slide, did you have any other encounters with inappropriate clients while working there? in Florida? I had a client who came in. I worked on him once and then he came back and he just got weird. He got weird. Did he get weird? Oh my God. Uh, he was face down. He's like, what's your ethnicity? You're, you seem so exotic. And I was like, uh, I'm Irish, German, Italian. <laughs> That's, uh, so you even kind of said that with like the whitest girl, <laughs> Irish, German, and Italian. It's <laughs> pretty exotic. Yeah. And <laughs> um, he was just like, mm, so you're like a mutt. And I was like, oh, God, like, 
I don't know. And then he started talking about aliens up. Anyways, he leaves and he left me a present on the table. He left you a present on the table. Yeah. Um, his body fluids. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I thought that's where you were going with it. <laughs> oh. So did that happen during the treatment as far as you know? Or was that like something that happened after you left and, and, and he's he's meant to get dressed and come out of the room and he just took a little bit longer and left you a gift? I personally think that that happened while he was face down mm. and then he turned over and laid on it <laughs> yeah i think that's what happened did you ever listen to the episode where we had we had two therapists on sabrina i think it was the one with sabrina and tatiana and yeah, that was, happened that episode. happened with tatiana and the guy took i get he took the sheets with him <laughs> <laughs> he left he left with the sheets he's like i'm not leaving this here <laughs> oh yeah yeah Ugh. god and you know what? Every time we have conversations about inappropriate clients, like I know we always say this, but it, it's it seems to be always men. Like men, come on, stop it. <laughs> well, of course, because dudes are weird. That's all there is to. That's the answer. Dudes are weird. Yeah, like, females are weird too, but they just won't take yeah. it. To, they won't take it to like a massage therapist to to display how weird they are. You know what I mean? Only a guy would be dumb enough to do something like that. <laughs> Well, I've heard some stories from people that I know that um, they've had like girl, female clients that have reached out to try and touch them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That was like through a grapevine story. Yeah, so. that happens. It's, it's that's happened to me before, but it's rare. It's like that that'll happen like once or twice in your whole freaking career for a female massage therapist. This happens to you once or twice a shift. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it's it's a whole other deal. Yeah, yeah. I had a. A client up here that I see, I drive to his, his house and work on him. And um, he's, you know, friends with the family kind of thing. So it was a little awkward for me. And I had to talk to a bunch of people about it because I'm, I didn't know which way to go about doing this. And after everything that happened in Ecuador, I was a little like, oh, what's going to happen if I speak up for myself again? You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, he had said something to me that was really inappropriate about like, oh, imagine if I was like your boyfriend and you like went down there to like, you know, do stuff. And I had a knot there that you had to work out and i was like uh if your dick's got a knot you got more, you, got, <laughs> you got more problems than anything else like you don't need a massage yeah it's not a massage buddy. therapist that you need <laughs> my yeah. wiener's got a knot if, yeah <laughs> i think you need to go see someone else yeah that's funny man dudes will say anything absolutely fucking anything and they think they're they think someone's believing it too. That's the funny part. And it has to be like I or they or they I I, I just I want to find someone who's 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 who does this kind of shit and just ask them. Have them on the couch. Just find out like what what makes you tick. Like why does this happen? Like why do you do this? What are you hoping to accomplish by this? I just want to know. Is it literally to have someone touch their junk? Is it just to make you uncomfortable? What, like, what, what is it here that we're trying I'm to sure accomplish? I'm sure there's different guys that have different motivations. I think, you know... Um, when we've had our discussions with Emily Muse, we've talked about the fact that sometimes it is sort of like, I don't know if like fetish is the right word, but it's, you know, how far can I make this go? Because it's like this naughty thing, right? Like massage therapists are not sex workers, right? Because mm -hmm. yes, all these dudes know that they could just go see a sex worker and get their... Maybe, their... They, maybe they don't. Maybe well, they don't. I think that it is pretty... I mean, that's not legal here in the, in the States. In... Like, because I've heard podcasts where you've talked about it, that you guys have locations up there that yep. you can go to for that but yes yes you it's definitely not as can. easily accessible in the states i don't think well i mean you're in new york it is it is there it is accessible people can go to specific 
places and get their dick touched if that's what they want to do. But like Emily was saying, there's a possibility that it's just, you know, can I, yeah, it's a game to them, right? It's sort of this kinky kind of game. Like this is a professional woman who works in a professional environment and it's, you know, more healthcare driven. Can I get her to at least play the game? Even if the end game isn't for there to be any kind of inappropriate touching, but you know, can there be some, can there be, yeah. Will she take the bait? Will she think it's cute? Will she play along or am I going to get shut down? And maybe that's all it is, but Either way, for you know us that work in the profession, it just makes us uncomfortable. It's not it's it's not appropriate. We don't want it. We don't want to play along. So just stop it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that there are people that play along. There might be. There, I mean, there likely is. Like I'm pretty sure I've seen on our college website. I'm pretty sure I've I've when looking at the discipline that there's been female massage therapists that have lost their license in Ontario for for doing probably for for inappropriate touch and new room massage well even like even some of the holistic centers in this neighborhood which we know are really just covers for rub and tugs um even at these places a ton of them have signs in the window that say rmt now yes they could be either a stealing an rmt's license the rmt could be just selling their license number to mm. make money or are there actually rmt's who are like fuck yeah i can get paid as an rmt and get a little extra if i just jerk someone off at the end it's possible no, you know I, and unless they sure get unless Unless they get caught doing it, there there's going to be people who do it. You know, I mean, this is a grass is greener thing, but I thought because being registered, it would mean a little less sought after in Canada, I guess, because you know, licensed we're we're like fluff to healthcare workers. Like we really don't like matter here. We can't bill through insurance at all because dudes are dudes are dudes are dudes. So I mean. Whether I'm a dude south of the border, or I'm a dude north of the border. <laughs> it, it it's that's just dude behavior. Well, and the you know the thing is when we're talking about registered versus licensed, um, the general public honestly doesn't know what that means. And in Ontario, yes, uh, you know our our education requirements are probably much greater than what you guys do in the states. But at the end of the day, the way that the healthcare community views massage therapists here in Ontario, we still are really the bottom rung, and. A lot of registered massage therapists choose to work in spas, which I mean, they're still viewed as more of like a luxury pampering. It's, you know, it's more of a versus, service like versus healthcare, massage. you know, so if and and we're all viewed the same, like there's mm -hmm. no distinction between a spa therapist and, and a clinical therapist here, which I know is sort of a pet peeve for a lot of RMTs who work in clinics. They feel like, you know, there should be a distinction, but we all get the same education. We all get registered the same. And then you choose. Do I want to be the sports therapist? Do I want to be the relaxation therapist? Do I want to work in a clinic? Do I want to work in a spa? Do mm -hmm. I want to have a home-based practice. Mo like there's so many things we can do under this one umbrella of being a registered massage therapist. So if you are a dude who is, you know, kind of kinky that way and wants to, and you go to a spa and you've got the therapist who's got, you know, the gentle touch and the relaxing voice and blah, 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 then you might see if you can push your boundaries with her. It probably happens a little less in a place where you walk in and there's muscle charts everywhere and the therapist is in scrubs, although it does happen to those therapists as well because mm -hmm. as mark said a dude is a dude is a dude is a dude you know what's crazy about the states is there's uh some states that are not regulated at all like you don't have to go to school you just have to contact your local 
clerk to find out what the requirements are to become a a therapist. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy, no? In in Canada, there's unregulated provinces, but even in unregulated provinces, to join an association, to be able to bill insurance, all of that jazz, you still have to have a minimum requirement with education. Like, it's still... I feel like it's still pretty consistent across all the provinces of what you have to know and how to actually call yourself a massage therapist. And the associations really function a lot like how a regulatory college Absolutely. functions. So. Yeah. So it's, yeah, there's not, you can't just decide I'm going to put a sign in front of my door one day and I'm going to be a massage therapist. That doesn't exist. But anyone can do massage. It's weird because anyone can do massage, but you can't just register a massage business right it's 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 actually a really really weird go around because for you to call yourself a, a massage therapist you need to be a member of the college of massage therapists of ontario right so you need to be a member of the college or if you're in a non-regulated province if you use the term massage registered massage therapy or massage therapy in whatever combination you need to be a member of that association anyone can say that they do massage but then at the end of the day if you're going to do this for a job you have to register a fucking business and you can't just get a license to register a massage business just like that. So you either have to be a member of the college, which therefore you don't even actually have to register a massage business. You can skip the whole step entirely. But if you have some sort of body work type of business that you're going to do, then you have to obtain a holistic license to do right. so. And therefore from the city that requires you to show some sort of certification that allows you to do body work. So is it in the public domain that people do massage? Yes, but it's actually more difficult to just go about opening up a massage business. You still have to obtain a holistic license. Right. But I mean, even like you can be an esthetician that learned, you know, relaxation massage and you can open up an aesthetics business and you can offer massage services. So you can have a whole menu of, you know, you can do like aromatherapy massage. You can say you do deep tissue massage. You You can say anything as long as you're not saying massage therapy or you're a massage therapist. Well, I mean, there's more to it because... In the in the in the law, it it talks about holding out, and a lot of people feel that holding out is only in reference to the to, to the use of protected titles, mm-hmm. right? So use of the words massage and therapy in any combination, but holding out goes beyond that. So the last time we had a lawyer on the podcast who deals with regulatory colleges and everything else, she was explaining holding out, and holding out could be something as simple as you're practicing very much like a massage therapist without the title. So I'm advertising and it looks very similar to massage therapy. The type of treatment or the type of massage, not treatment, I won't call it treatment, the type of massage or body work that I do looks very similar to massage therapy. My clinic setup looks very similar to massage therapy. In all of those scenarios, even though you're not using the words massage and therapy in any combination. You are an imposter. That can be be viewed as holding out as a massage therapist. So it's not just the use of the titles. All of these things are kind of the same. Yeah. yeah, I know. It's like, you know, I thought because of registered, there was more to it, but you guys just go to school longer. And when it comes down to it, I mean, the idea of being registered or licensed simply means that you've obtained a certain type of education that your governing body has yeah. deemed to be, this is the this is the level of education that you need. And then you need to write licensing exams and then you pass your licensing exams and you have liability insurance and you pay your dues and all the rest of it. So when it comes down to it, just the terms registered and licensed, they kind of mean the same thing, yeah. right? It's just now a matter of, okay, well, north of the border here, our requirements to practice as a massage therapist, the education level is higher, right? In terms of the amount of time spent, you mm-hmm. know, at, at a formal education place or they're called schools. Mark. When I learned that, I got really upset because there was a point that 
you have to go to school longer in Canada. Um, cause I was like, Oh, I can move to Canada and I could be a massage therapist. Uh, cause I was like, you know, screw America. I'm done. Get out of here. Uh, and yeah, I realized that you had to go to school longer and I was like, well, shit, that's, sh- that's shot now. <laughs> um, I think if you come up here though, you're just getting more winter. So I don't know. I don't know if that's what you want to do. Well, I mean, you get the same winter really. It depends, was, it depends on where I you live. I was kidding. No, no, no. Well, everybody in the state, live. everybody in the state seems to think it's cold here all the time, even though really Toronto climate, New York climate, it's the same. Toronto's really South. Yeah. Right. Toronto is just like New York city. Exactly. Toronto is just like New York city, except the people are nice there. Eh, nicer. Debatable. Nice, nicer. <laughs> well, I've been to Toronto before and like, um, when me and my boyfriend had gone and we went into this bar, we didn't have, you know, our, our phone wouldn't work for maps. So we couldn't figure out how to get to anything. And, uh, one of the bartenders just drew out a map on an end for us and was like putting all these areas and giving us directs and, yeah, all the people on the street kept pointing us places. If you do that in New York City, people are like, "Get the fuck away from me!" Yep, yeah. So yeah, yeah we're we're definitely nicer than people in New York. However, for, compared to the rest of Canada, we're dicks. <laughs> so if you go somewhere else in Canada other than Toronto, you're gonna be fucking double blown away by how nice everyone is <laughs> like, like like the east coast amanda's talking about like when well, we, people in vancouver were really nice really nice oh when we went to east coast like the first time i was in east coast canada i was blown away i'm like like because i'm used to from i'm fucking from toronto right where uh, where like i i don't jaywalk unless it's free for me to cross the street no 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 the east coast you can start walking across the street when a car is coming right at you and guess what everyone just stops <laughs> And lets you walk by and not even that. They're going to wave to you like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, you can't do this in Toronto. The first time I was in the, uh, yeah, on the East Coast with my family, we were walking around somewhere in Newfoundland and I walked by a, a big group of people and the it wasn't just like, hi, you know, like when somebody sees you and they like, they'd smile hey, at you. you and, but the way that they greeted myself and my dad and my mom. Probably invited I, you to come hang out with well, them. Well, I turned to my dad and I said, do you know those guys? Because it was, you know, we were in the town that my dad grew up in. So I said, do you know those guys? He goes, no. Why would I know those guys? I'm like, I don't know. They just talk to us like they <laughs> like they know us. And he's like, that's just how people talk to each other here. <laughs> yeah, that's that's East Coast, man. Everyone's fucking so pleasant. Yeah, so pleasant. So yeah. So I feel when I leave New York and go anywhere else in America, people are a lot nicer and they wave at you and they ask you how you are. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with them? Like, why are they looking at me? Why are they talking to me? What do they want? What do they want? They want? And like, yeah, I went to Michigan and my friends like, she's just asking. You know, they're just asking how you are. And I was like, what do they want? What do they want from me? Why do they ask me how I am? Are you you distracting me? Are you distracting me while your partner's picking my pocket? Is that what's happening right now? (laughs) Oh, cynical city people. Because being from, I mean, I'm not from the city, but just even like I'm 45 minutes outside of the city. But just even being from New York, it's like you don't really talk to each. You know, it's like it's it's not as nice as everywhere else. Different mentality. Eh, that's what happens when you put a bunch of people in a small area. Yeah, everyone's different, and you throw everyone together. Everyone gets to know each other. Although we had a small town guest on last night, and she said, you know, she was pointing out some of the negatives of living in a small small town because everybody knows everybody. <sighs> people talk. She's had rumors flying around about her because when she started working as a massage therapist, yeah. somebody, I guess, she you know, got trying to make being a joke, the, the town horror. Yeah, now uh, there's rumors going around about her that she she runs like an illegal rub and tug aside from her legitimate massage practice, which is really unfortunate. 
because she doesn't want to be associated with that. But she said, because I'm in a small town. So mean. Yeah. The rumors just oh flew God. around about her. So, you know, there's pros and cons to living in a small town in a big city. Do, is, does that clear it up a little bit, though, for you, Montana? Like our original emails back and forth, you said you want to talk about the differences of being licensed and registered. Like, does it make sense now that it, it essentially we're we're all the same? And what I was going to say earlier is I think what um, yeah. the reason that Montana might have thought there was a difference, Mark, is because what she was saying earlier is being licensed as a massage therapist in the States, or at least where she is in New York, they're not really viewed as healthcare at all. Whereas people here at least recognize that we are regulated healthcare. Yeah. So explain to me the difference then, because I see a lot like on Facebook, the like medical massage, like for us, it, because we're registered massage therapy and massage is considered to be healthcare. It's all considered medical massage. You know what I mean? At least, at least we're, we're capable of doing that type of, I don't know. It's kind of even weird to say medical massage because to us, it's just massage therapy. Right? Yeah. So what's the difference between medical massage and something that's not medical massage in the states is there a difference in schooling is there is there like in, increased numbers um, of education courses you need to take and no just continuing education yeah continue education but i think a lot of it being considered medical massage is having it done in a medical establishment like a hospital um or having like a sole business because i know spas don't really advertise for medical massage you know i think it would really that somebody's working in a hospital but it's really hard to bill through insurance. A big difference between licensed versus being registered is that it's like billing through insurance, really. Because um, here, it's really hard to bill through insurance. And you, we can't do that. So if somebody comes in, they get a massage. They're like, oh, can you print out all my receipts so I can take them to my insurance company and get reimbursed for this? Uh, but we can't contact the insurance company and, ha like, and request payment. You know, yeah, okay, that might be one difference, but you know what, though, I think a lot of us need to. I think the industry in in Ontario, where we are, I think it needs to just take a page out of this a little bit and not have your business model be so dependent on insurance payments, yeah, right? I mean. You've got a thriving massage therapy business in the States that does not rely on this type of model and therefore it can work. So, you know, especially when like, I think insurance companies just have way too much fucking control over how massage therapists operate because massage therapists have allowed that to happen. And I think there's a huge lesson to, to come from this. Well, it's because it sounded probably exciting when insurance companies were going to start offering massage therapy as part of extended health care. It's exciting to therapists like, okay, this is a way to get more clients. But then what it did turn into is the clients realize, okay, I have this much for insurance coverage. So yes, the insurance is dictating how the massage therapist practice. The other thing is pricing though. From what I can tell based on the American therapists I've talked to, okay. we charge a hell of a lot more for massage than they do. So I mean- I don't know if we charge a hell of a lot more because maybe massage itself goes for roughly the same rate, but the take home for the therapist is a big difference. Well, I don't so know. Like Why don't we ask massage? Montana how much okay. an hour massage is where she is right now? Um, right now in New York, it is 79 for an hour uh, at the spa that I'm working at currently. Down in Florida, it might be 59. Yeah, and that's what I mean. We've had therapy. Mm. We, ha we had a therapist come and take our business course here. And do you remember her face when she realized that we were charging $100 plus tax an hour for a treatment? Oh, yeah, she was from Florida. Because she was from Florida. She right, said, right, right. I charge $45 an hour. Right. So that's a huge difference, right? And even you in... Know, I can see how someone might like, okay, so for example, 
if she's working for herself, so if if you're working for a clinic or a spa, they're charging eighty dollars, eighty five dollars, and you're getting fifty percent of that or less than fifty percent of that. In other words, you're walking away after that hour getting paid thirty five, forty, forty five dollars anyway, and then I go work for myself. Then naturally, you probably are like, well, let me just charge what I was getting paid from before, and I'm getting paid the same amount that I get paid working for somewhere else. I don't know. I'm just trying to work through the mentality of charging that price when you can definitely charge more. I get it. I think it's like this is the whole point of what we're talking about. Here we have the not we we can charge a hundred dollars an hour. One, because a lot of people have coverage for it, but two, that's just what we have deemed is what massage therapy is worth because we look at this much more as healthcare. So when we're talking to massage therapists in the States, some of them maybe have taken an extra continuing education and they practice more in the realm of healthcare and they work more clinical. But a lot of LMTs that we have spoken to over the last few years, it is still viewed as much more of a service industry. Insurance doesn't really get involved whatsoever. So, you know, a lot of people might not feel like they can charge $100 plus tax because who's going to pay for that for some, quote, pampering? So $80 seems a little more reasonable, right? So I think, you know, there is probably a difference. I charge 80 for my home clients. Yeah. And see, if I were to take a home client, I'm not charging any less than probably like $120, $130 to travel to somebody's home. And that's pre-tax, right? So there's, I think there's a big difference. And it might just be the way that we're viewed, you know, even this is somebody that works in our industry. And when she sent me this email back at the end of last year, it was, I want to talk about what's the difference of being registered and licensed. There isn't except for maybe how how things are viewed. Like she thought we were somewhat more important than her, but I don't think so. <laughs> no, I mean, I just mean on, on like the, the level, whatever the level of massage therapy is, like it's, it's the equivalent. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's not equivalent to obviously on the amount of education that comes with it. And then probably like you said, all the pieces about the insurance coverage and everything else. But I mean, uh, from, from a theoretical standpoint, yeah. it's, it's, it would be the equivalent. It's the equivalent. Yeah. And, but I do agree with Mark that here in Ontario, we, we need to forget insurance companies because yep. if we if we are going to be yep. working on more of a clinical model and you know you're putting your clients on treatment plans those treatment plans shouldn't be dictated by the insurance like majority of my clients they only get like 3 to 500 dollars a year so if i'm saying i charge 100 dollars for a massage they get 3 to 5 massages a year well that's not going to cut it if i'm putting somebody on a treatment plan where sometimes i need to see them a couple of times in you know one month or you know a couple of times in a week even, that's not going to work. So we need to just, you know, forget insurance and and work, you know, the way that Mark always suggests that kins work or the way that personal trainers work or the way that mm-hmm. nutritionists work, whomever. Like we need to forget insurance. Mm. Sorry, insurance companies. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so I know you guys usually ask questions to the people that you have come on, but I had some questions for the both of you. Ooh, Ooh we're flipping the mic. Okay. So yeah. So if uh, if you had to lose all of your senses, except for one of them, which one would you keep? Okay, let me think. So you have sight, sound, taste, touch, and smell. I'm keeping sight. That was my gut feeling. Or my, sight. Yeah. my gut feeling was that I was keeping sight. But I feel like I need to think about this a lot more. But you no, know, I still think I'm keeping sight. Yeah, because I can learn to sign easily. So, you know, not hearing things. And even like, you know, when it comes to like music and stuff, like you can still feel vibrations. Like you, I don't know. I feel like I would, 
I would keep sight. Not tasting food would be kind well, of sad. Well, not touch. But you wouldn't be able to feel anything. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to work. That's for sure. Um, I wouldn't be able to treat. But yeah, I still think I'm keeping yeah, my sight. I'm keeping sight. Do you have an answer for I can't, that? I can't imagine <laughs> not having sight. Like, yeah. I, I think that would trip me out way too much. Like, uh, I, I, You startle easy. Yeah, no. You not having sight. <laughs> it's, it's so true. I have sight nice startle easy. I would definitely keep touch just because that's the only sense that I can't imagine. That would be really weird, I can actually. Shut my eyes. Yeah, I can, you know, put on noise-canceling headphones and I can not taste or smell anything. But that, like, while I'm experimenting with taking away all those senses, I'm feeling what it's like to take them away. So I would, I feel like I would lose my mind if I couldn't feel stuff you know that would be very weird like i almost i can't imagine not being able to feel things for me it comes down to more of where do i feel like i would i would be physically limited more and i feel like if i can't hear things i'm still not as physically limited if i can't smell things i'm still not as physically limited if i can't touch things i can't feel i, I feel like i'm still not as phys- physically limited i just me personally if i can't see things i feel like really fucking lost and i and and going from having sight to not having sight and knowing what life was with sight and without sight, I don't know if I can, I would just roll up in a ball and cry, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's sight, tough sight and touch, I think, are probably <laughs> the two most important. And that's why, like I said, my initial gut reaction was sight, but I was considering touch, like hearing, smell, taste. Oh, we know someone, some dude that can't smell. And I'm like, sometimes yep. you probably have the best world life in the ever. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can fucking smell nothing. That's great. <laughs> yeah. What? Okay. So what, what other questions do you have for us? Or was that the only one? Um, no, if you, uh, what was your favorite session that you ever gave? If you have one treatment teaching, what are we talking about here? Uh, yeah. Treatment. Hmm. I'm trying to think like, I'm going back like 10 years trying to think of like all the treatments I've ever done. There's a couple that come to mind. There's one that I think I may have told stories about on uh, the podcast before I had a, a woman that, um, in hindsight, I think she was a little bit of a hypochondriac. Like I think that pretty much if anything, like if anything came up in her body, I think she always went the catastrophic route and thought there was something terribly wrong. But there was one time she came to me and she was having like some pain in her groin area. And we explored all the possibilities. You know, we talked about her hip. We talked about, you know, if she, and she had had imaging done and, you know, was there any signs of arthritis? We talked like we, we went through everything. And then there was one time that I was just, you know, doing some palpation with her. And I said, um, I think you have swollen lymph nodes. Like, have you, have you mentioned this to your doctor? Anyway, the end result was that she did go to her doctor and she did have some swollen lymph nodes. So then it led to some further testing. But I remember her coming back to me after the time that I suggested that she go see her doctor and talk to the doctor about the lymph nodes. Um, She came back to me and that next treatment with her was probably one of my favorites because she was just so much more relaxed. Like it was a much easier treatment because she had some sort of clarity, some sort of answers why she was getting this pain in her groin. Or like there was there was light at the end of the tunnel. She was going to be getting some answers of why she was having pain in her groin. And she just kept saying to me like, thank you. Like I, I, I just needed somebody to like take me seriously. But again, I think that she was a little bit of a hypochondriac. So she might've been, you know, getting getting the snub from healthcare providers because she always mm. thought something was wrong with her. And then, you know, this time something was possibly wrong and nobody was listening to her. So that comes to mind, but I'm sure I have so many. Mark, are you still thinking? <laughs> I don't know if I have, I don't, I don't think I have one, to be honest with you. 
And it's not because I don't have these types of moments. It's because my memory is just really fucking bad. I will vouch for that. He forgets everything. Yeah. Like it's it, that would that would be like ask me like what was like when I used to play music a lot like what was the favorite show you what's the best show you've ever played or your favorite like I have no idea because everything's just one big fucking blur like every treatment that I've ever done to date is just like one big fucking blur I really don't remember much sounds like a cop out but do you have a favorite <laughs> treatment that you can think of that you can recall all of them are kind of clouded after a treatment I gave last night I had a psychologist come in and she was late. Which initially like made me really upset because I was like, you know, I hate it when people are late. I'm not giving her the full time, blah, blah, blah. You know, uh, she came in and she said that one of her patients at work had had a bit of a meltdown and she had to stay late for that. And I was like, oh, OK, well, you know what? I'll give her her full time. I feel bad now. Like, you know, just assuming why clients are late, like and eating up my time. And it turns out she was working at this one hospital that I ended up staying at when I was a teenager, which is ironic. But. Uh, just having the conversation between mind and body, she was like, you're kind of what we do is kind of the same in the term that you help fix the body and I help fix the mind. But like the mind body connection is so important that like, yeah, there's so much that's trapped in the body that is emotional that we need to let go of. And I didn't realize the importance of massage in that and how much of an impact that can really have on somebody. So I think, you know, that, I mean, that was just, that happened last night. So I'm like really amped up about it. Uh, but just having a conversation between the the similarities and, and helping people, I guess, um, was really nice. And opening her eyes up to the possibility of massage helping her as well to decrease her stress in that area. I didn't think she had anything she was holding on to. And I'm like, well, you're holding on to all of your patients and their stories and their their traumas and their issues. And that's a lot for you to carry. So I feel like Mark is now trying to think like, do I no, have any amazing no. moments? I was just thinking of like I feel like a lot of massage therapists are always trying to get the approval of certain medical professionals. And just when you said that, I was like, maybe everyone's barking up the wrong fucking tree. Maybe the medical professionals that you should actually be kind of zoning into a little bit more are people that do anything associated with mind shit. Yeah. Right. Like, forget the medical doctors. Why are we trying to impress the medical doctor? Why are we trying to get the approval of the of the orthopedic dude? Like, why? 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 It makes more sense to have this type of connection with 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 these other professionals. Yeah. Like, we're barking up the wrong tree. I've had four That's clients who had. are um, like in my ten years. I've had four different clients who are psychologists, and um, yeah, I had I had really good relationships with them and they they completely understood what I did and why it was important. So yeah, I think, you know, having a psychologist on your team makes a lot of sense. That's probably where we should be. Anyway, that was so when you thought I was truly trying to think of a, a moment, no, that was cuz that's the first <laughs> time I've had that thought where we're barking up the wrong tree, man. Maybe the orthopedic guy, why are we trying to impress that? Why are we trying to impress that person? Yeah. At least I know your thinking face. Is it also the I'm scared to shit for 36 hours ayahuasca face? <laughs> <laughs> oh man you know you know um mark talks very openly on the podcast about how he likes his vaping he likes his weed and you know that's cool um i never really chime in too much but um i definitely partake with him in the evenings like once the kids are in bed <laughs> and uh apparently i didn't know this apparently my 
I'm stoned now face and my sad face are the same. They're the same. Because any time that I actually am stoned, Mark will look at me. He's like, what's wrong? Are you okay? What's going on? It's so true. I'm like, I'm totally fine. Like, what are you talking about? He's like, oh, are you stoned? I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, okay. Apparently, I look very sad when I'm stoned. I don't feel sad, by the way. I feel very happy. <laughs> Tears of a clown. It's really, it's really just, it's a mind fuck. <laughs> what are they anything else? So I'm going to call you Smokey Robinson from now on. Smokey Robinson. All oh, right. It's got so many meanings to it now. <laughs> so many meanings. It's perfect. Oh, man. Any right. other questions for us, Montana? Or was that it? Uh, I mean, that was really it. All right. Well, thank you for reaching out to us. Yeah, and um, thanks for listening to the episodes and continuing to be part of our international community we love talking to therapists from other countries especially down in the states there's a lot of you guys so um i appreciate that you took some time today and i know you've got to get to treating very soon so uh yeah thanks and this was a lot of fun you guys have been listening to two massage therapists in a microphone peace